Our 2023 Miami Dolphins performance review series continues with a deep dive into the linebacker room. What performances were strong? What can be improved? All of that here today on Locked on Dolphins. You are Locked on Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. All right. Mike M. Bailey, welcome to another episode of Locked On Dolphins. It's your team every day here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, Kyle Krabs, a lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, host of Locked On Dolphins, co-host of Locked On NFL Scouting. You can find our shows on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Tip of the cap to our everydayers because it is your team every day. Today's episode of Locked On Dolphins is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNFL and use code LockedOnNFL for a first deposit match of up to $100. Today on the show, we're going to be exploring the linebacker room in particular, looking at David Long, Jerome Baker, Duke Riley. These are really the three uh, primary contributors to this room for the Dolphins this season. We acknowledged Andrew Van Ginkle and did him when we did our edge rush room because that's where he spent the majority of his time. So you really only have three linebackers of note. Now you do have some special teams guys and you have a, a draft selection, a somewhat reasonable draft selection that we're still waiting for more clarity on who got a handful of defensive snaps this year. So we'll get into him as well uh, in segment three, but we got to start this linebackers performance review with David Long. David, uh, signed a two-year, $12 million deal with the team this past offseason. And really, as far as I'm concerned, goes down as one of the big personnel hits for the Dolphins uh, this season. Uh, David Long had never played more than 14 games in a season. He had never started more than 12 games in a season. He started all 17 games for Miami this year. Played 823 snaps. Now, there were some bumps and bruises. He got knocked out of the Eagles game in the second half of that game. But generally speaking, the fact that that he was able to, in year one of a two-year deal, and he'll have a contract year this year, um, put together the most complete performance of his career and set a number of career highs, including uh, career highs in tackles with 113 total tackles, uh, career high in tackles for loss. He had nine this year, career high in quarterback hits. Uh, they blitzed him quite a bit. I think the one thing you didn't necessarily get from David Long that was your expectation was the pass coverage ability. Um, so he had come into Miami with two interceptions in each of his last two seasons with Tennessee, and he did not get his – he only got his hands on one football all season long on a pass defense. So I think that's the thing for David Long with whatever the Dolphins ultimately end up deciding to do with their scheme with a new defensive coordinator. They'd probably be wise to look at David Long and his skill set and look at the failures of the middle-of-the-field coverages and the miscommunications and um, explore how they can can further optimize that skill set because David Long is a very impactful player in coverage. He just was not in year one with the Dolphins. And that probably is something to do with part of the reason why Vic Fangio seemingly didn't trust David Long at the beginning of the year. Because if you remember, week one against the Chargers, David Long played 17 snaps. So, well, we paid this guy $6 million. What's going on here? Andrew Van Ginkle's playing all the off-ball linebacker snaps. Long comes in. Lo and behold, Long plays well. Uh, and, and I think maybe that's your, if you're looking for inspiration as far as the scheme change, if there is a scheme change or the coaching change. Uh, David, David Long was a net 
positive asset for the Dolphins in a lot of ways this past season. And he did not have the trust of the defensive coordinator to start the year. But he was one of, I know he graded his, I believe, pro football focus his best uh, linebacker against the run. And you take the player grades with a great assault. Um, but that matches with the film. This was a guy who in, in light boxes was uh, really ferocious in getting downhill and attacking, attacking blockers and slashing through gaps. And uh, I think you, you really uh, can think about David Long and his experience when he played at West Virginia. He was played in a 3-3-5 stack defense, and there, there was a lot of focus on getting down into gaps quickly. And I think you see that with David Long. And I think the fact that he was able to um, – showcase that aggressiveness that range play above his weight class a little bit with some physicality is a, is a really nice development for Miami and I think he's a quality starter for this this Dolphins defense coming into next season now with that said there's gonna be a common theme for all of the linebackers if you're looking for an area of improvement uh 14 missed tackles according to pro football reference David Long was credited with uh, that is the fourth straight season. He has logged double-digit missed tackles. That is 11% missed tackle rate. Uh, that is right around his career average for missed tackle rate. Uh, he was at 10% the previous season. He was at 14% in two years ago. So if you're going to look for where can this get better for David Long, I would look at pass coverage and being in positions to either better grasp how they're passing stuff off over the middle of the field or alternatively play simpler stuff over the middle of the field and the consistency with tackles, but the range, the hitting power, uh, the penetration ability, the instincts against the run, I think are all very, very good features for David Long this season, his first year Miami. And then of course the, the element of uh, Mike Rabel when David Long was in his final year, uh, kind of passive aggressively throwing David Long under the bus for soft tissue injuries and in his preparation and, and suggesting that it's not a coincidence. Well, he comes out, he plays 17 games for Miami. That's a big win. We're going to switch gears to Jerome Baker next year on this episode of Locked on Dolphins. So stick with us. Price Picks, the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America, is the easiest and most exciting way for you to play DFS because it is you against the numbers instead of battling against thousands of other players, including pros and sharks. You pick more or less on two to six player stat projections, and you can watch your winnings roll in. If you correctly hit all six player stat projections in your prize pick selection, you go up to 25 times your money. So if you're looking for good bang for your buck, Prize Picks has got you covered with quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of player and stat types. Prize Picks is the number one daily fantasy sports app. They offer weekly promotions that lead to big payouts like Taco Tuesday, which would be tomorrow, Tuesday. Prize Picks discounts select player projections up to 25% to provide even more value. So go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match of up to $100. That is prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL. Use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match of up to $100. So let's talk about Jerome Baker. Uh, Jerome, uh, I think got a little bit of a glow up on hard knocks and I think it's well-deserved. Uh, he, he's, maybe not been the most heralded player during his tenure in Miami. I mean, he's been a fixture of this defense for the past six years now. Uh, Jerome Baker came in as a third round pick in 2018. 
quickly ingratiated himself with the pick six against the Jets. Uh, his rookie season in 2018 kind of got a bit of a shine up with with Brian Flores. Um, that 2020 season, he had seven sacks. His second season in the NFL, he had 126 tackles in 2019, which was kind of the rebuilding year. Gets himself a nice contract extension, and I think that's really where the divide exists on Jerome Baker, whether it's fair to Jerome Baker or not. Uh, but when the Dolphins gave the contract extension to Jerome Baker, this was a player who's getting five, six, seven sacks. Having 100-plus tackles was somebody who was able to move around the defense, play up on the edge, really get after it from a pass rush perspective. Sturdy, but maybe not sexy in pass coverage as well. Um, and he got a, a, a market, not, not a market reset contract, but he got a, a healthy market contract for his annual average pay. And Dolphins fans the last couple of years have looked for the splash plays that would be commensurative with that, and they, they feel like they haven't got it. And I think you did get some more of that from Jerome Baker this year. And I think Jerome Baker is probably the most complete of the linebackers that you have. I feel for him. It's the first time he's missed the game in his NFL career. He had an IR stint, comes back, Plays weeks, uh, week 18 against Buffalo, makes that critical play down in the red zone just before halftime. Uh, plays with a, a broken bone in his wrist, has to undergo surgery, misses the playoff game. Um, but I got a lot of respect for the versatility of Jerome Baker as a football player, and I do think he's your most complete linebacker because uh, he is somebody who plays the run well. He's was more effective in coverage than David Long was this season. He still can pressure and bring bring pressure. He's still got good range. He's maybe not as purely explosive as David Long. Uh, he may not necessarily have the fluidity of Duke Riley. But I think he is somebody who you feel good about him in all phases. So Jerome Baker this season was, was targeted uh, 46 times in coverage. He yielded 39 completions. And a passer rating of 86.1. That is the fifth consecutive season Jerome Baker's passer rating in coverage yielded has been under 100. And four, three of the last four seasons, it's been under 90. Linebacker coverage is a hard role to live in because you got a lot of space. You're going to have backs that are so, most of the time better athletes than you that you got to be able to cover in a 360 degree range of field. You got tight ends uh, who can take you vertical and really stress you vertically in your ability to turn and run. It's an unadmirable place to be, uh, and I think he, he Jerome Baker showcased the out and up against Washington aside, which is a really well-designed scheme play, really good manipulation of the, the Fangio defense coverage rules, uh, and they had Curtis Samuel back there, so it's not even like it was a running back. They, they had a wide receiver back there running that route. That's a mismatch on Jerome Baker all day long. To contrast, uh, David Long's passer rating in coverage this year was 97.6, according to Pro Football Reference. David Long, or Jerome Baker, was 86.1. So Baker, about 10 points better in, in coverage. Um, but to further illustrate that, that, that David Long development in this scheme, uh, his coverage, he was targeted 40-plus times the previous two seasons, and, and David Long's passer rating allowed in coverage was 61 and 74. So 
you feel like there's room for growth there. I, I think Jerome Baker's role in coverage this year was about in line with what you should expect from Jerome Baker. And he nearly doubled his career interception total this season. He obviously had the big defensive touchdown against Philadelphia as a pick six. Um, but missed tackles also for him. Is, Jerome Baker posted his lowest missed or his highest missed tackle rate since his rookie season, 11.4%, 10 missed tackles for him. So I think as you continue to look for common themes, this defense gave you more space. It gave you higher, the linebackers are in higher stress because it's not gap control up front or to keep things clean. It's y'all got to get lever, spill lever. Uh, you you got to be ready to overlap and exchange gaps. You got to be ready to get down into gaps. And then simultaneously, you got to be able to get out into space. And you have a lot of spaces, the linebackers in the middle of the field. So I don't think it's necessarily coincidence that the missed tackle rate was up in this scheme given the stress that goes into the linebackers. Now, there's a separate conversation to be had about if that's how you want to play, is there, I don't want to say upgrade opportunities, but is there opportunities for you to add more talent to the room so that you protect yourself? It's a really interesting question and one that we could dive into a little bit after we get into our next player which is Duke Riley, who ended up playing uh, almost 400 defensive snaps for you this season. Um, but Jerome Baker, still currently under contract for this upcoming season. We'll see what uh, decision the team makes there. There's potential to go one of a couple different ways. You could leave Mezes. You could give him a contract extension and reduce his salary cap hit. Or you could move on from Jerome Baker and save nearly $10 million against the cap. So they'll have, the Dolphins will have a decision to make with Jerome Baker for sure. We'll get into uh, that a little bit later on in this offseason before the start of the league year in March. So you have that to look forward to as well. But we're switch gears, head over to Duke Riley next year on this episode of Locked on Dolphins. Today's episode of Locked on Dolphins is sponsored by BetterHelp. Therapy can be different for everyone. Sometimes we just need the opportunity to get something off of our chest. Big or small, certain things can really start to get to you. It's important to let that kind of stuff out, especially to someone who's unbiased in your life. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be flexible and suited to your schedule. Visit BetterHelp.com slash on to get 10% off your first month. It's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash on. Duke Riley uh, was someone who coming into this year, I was, I, I really like Duke Riley. Um, and I think Duke Riley has a, an obvious appeal as a player on a 53 man roster where I think you get into trouble with Duke Riley is if Duke Riley has to be something that he's not. And I think that's what you saw for the dolphins down the stretch. When Jerome Baker goes down and Duke Riley steps in, I think Duke Riley um, kind of gets pressed a little bit more because Duke's not the biggest guy, right? Duke, Duke's 6'1", 225 approximately, uh, but he can run, he can hit. He's a really good special teams player. This is somebody for the Dolphins that's played over 300 snaps on special teams alone in each of the last three seasons. So this is a four-phase special teams player. 
But when you start getting snap counts up around 400 snaps defensively, I think that's where you start to see the wear of why this is a depth player and a special teams player as compared to a primary and preferred starter for an NFL defense. Because Duke was, as his play wore on, that was a player that teams seemed to try to target and attack, including Baltimore with some of their picks and rubs and routes out of the backfield that forced Duke to work through traffic to try to stay attached. Uh, obviously, had one big completion conceded, um, very close on a couple other opportunities. And then also the ability to run downhill at him. He's not the biggest of guys, so his consistency when he's got to square up in the hole or square up in space isn't particularly great either. And I think that's really illustrated and backed by the stats on pro football reference where Duke Riley had the highest missed tackle rate, 14% of any of these three linebackers that played meaningful snaps on, on, on defense for the Dolphins. 4% higher than, than 3% higher than Jerome, Jerome Baker and David Long. He also had a passer rating allowed in coverage of 111. David Long was 97. Jerome Baker was 86. So when you have a special teams player, and because of injuries, he's prompted into a bigger role, you're maybe not necessarily putting that player in an ideal position to be successful. Now, I respect the effort that Duke Riley gave to fill the void, and I think he did some really nice things as well. But I just think that it's a good reminder and illustration of if you're going to have a linebacker room, you'd ideally have a third linebacker who can play the defensive role. And whether that's going to be Channing Tindall or anybody else, who knows? What I do know is this. Tindall's under contract with the team. He played 12 snaps defensively in garbage time this year. Looked pretty good in him. But Channing Tindall's going to probably get a shot. Because the Dolphins, they, they don't have a ton of resources. So they're going to have to try to uh, have some young guys step up. And we've seen guys like Austin Jackson step up in this scheme, in, the, in this uh, structure that the Dolphins have provided for the organization. So between Cam Smith and Channing Tindall and these guys that, that Dolphins fans are really frustrated with for the lack of production, what I would say is let's see what this year brings. And we've seen next to nothing from Channing Tindall. I think you saw a scheme that was as complex as it can possibly be for NFL linebackers. And Tindall was somebody who at Georgia had kind of a specific role. He wasn't a full-time player that knew the full breadth of the defense. And you can get into the conversation of whether or not that makes it a smart draft selection or not. I'm not here to have that debate right now. But what I'm saying is Duke Riley struggles uh, for being a defensive player are a good opportunity. It's a good springboard and transition to look at Channing Tindall and say, look, you got to spread your wings and fly, bud. It's year three for you. You've got all the physical talent in the world. He has the, the physical ability between his frame and his explosiveness to be the most complete linebacker on the team. And I'm not saying that that's going to manifest itself and it's going to happen but he's as gifted physically as any linebacker on the squad. And how the Dolphins are hopefully able to push those buttons with Channing Tindall this offseason and how they're, they're able to 
properly choose how to move forward from a scheme perspective and, and who's going to call the defense and, and that big decision, uh, it, I think is a big one because as evidenced by what happened with Cam Smith and as evidenced when, what happened with Duke, uh, David Long early in the season. If you weren't in the good graces of this defensive coordinator, you didn't touch field. Case in point, Channing Tindall got 12 snaps defensively in two games. So that's our linebacker room. It's a pretty lean group. Uh, there's really only uh, three that took any more than just a handful of snaps, really. Uh, Duke Riley nearly 400. Uh, Jerome Baker starts 13 games, misses four with IR. And David Long runs the gauntlet and does them all. That is going to do it for us here on this episode of Locked on Dolphins. I hope you enjoyed this conversation in the linebacker room. We're going to do the secondary next here on Locked on Dolphins. You can find us on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Fins up. Make it a great rest of your day. I'm out of here. See you later.